0: 5,
1: 4, 3, 2, 1, 0, ignition, liftoff. Welcome
0: to The Shiv Show, where we are all about people getting to know people. We are here to humanise the individual behind their brand and share their story with the world, with of course, a few laughs in the mix. Now, it's time for your host, Australia's most Canadian podcaster, and just like the knife, Shiv Rat. Hello, 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 people. Welcome to another episode of The Shiv Show, where we're all about people getting to know people. In this episode, we get to meet Holly Tattersall, and she is just an absolute legend. She is the CEO of Digital Talent. She's the founder of Women in Digital. She's doing so many cool things, and I'm really trying to get her to start her own podcast as well, because I think that'll be awesome. Awesome. Uh, we talk about her story, we talk about her travels, what she's done, how she actually started Women in Digital, and uh, the, obviously the positivity that just came out of it. She's changing the world day by day, and I loved this conversation with her. Don't forget to subscribe and review on Apple Podcast. and here is Holly Tattersall. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Shiv Show. Today, I'm joined by an absolute legend, someone who's trying to change the world day by day. She started Women in Digital, which is building the next generation of powerful female digital leaders, and I believe she's got a bunch of titles, and uh, we'll get into that. So Holly Tattersall, welcome to The Shiv Show. Thank you so much for taking time to be here.
1: Thanks, Shiv. That's an awesome intro. I love it. Um, Yeah, I'm really excited to be chatting to you as well.
0: Good, good. How's the day so far?
1: It's been good. It's been good so far. Um, we're an hour behind, so I'm still on my first coffee, eight am. Um, <laughs> been to the gym so far, so you know, tick. Made my bed, tick. Um, there we go. There we go.
0: So yeah. have I. So have I. So you're, an, you're obviously an early riser.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love getting up early. It just it's so nice to have that peace before everything starts in the day, so you can you know go and walk out, have a walk, mm-hmm. have a quiet coffee. Um, I think that definitely helps to keep me sane.
0: I was like that. So I actually used to get up really late, not really late, but I'm talking, you know, seven, 7.30-ish. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. be out the door by 8.30, at work for 9.00, and recently in the past, I think six months, I started getting up at 5.00 to 5.30, hitting the gym at 6.00, done by 7.00, you know, breakfast, yeah. shower, at work by 8.30, and it's been the best thing that I've ever done. Probably the biggest change.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. And I found um going for a coffee and sitting down and actually reading the physical newspaper to be really therapeutic. Mm-hmm. And it's bizarre that my world is so digital and, you know, that I should be on my iPad or, you know, scrolling through stories online, but I just love having the newspaper and just sitting down. I think it's just to have that physical touch is quite nice.
0: Oh, uh, it it's there's nothing like a tangible. Like for me, I can't read a book on a Kindle or on my phone. It just has to be there, it has to be something tangible in my hand that I can flip through. It just, otherwise, it doesn't work. I don't. I feel like I don't take in the information. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, yeah, exactly right, exactly right.
0: Holly, listen, let's let's just jump into this because I feel like we can probably just chat about anything. But um, yeah, <laughs> before I jump into it, actually, I wanted to ask you a quick question, and and this is more of when we met. So you and I met at the world's biggest garage sale, which was awesome, and. Yes. Um, you came across as a, a very, you know, extremely confident person. Were you always mm-hmm. like this?
1: No, actually, it's funny you should say that. Um, recently um, met a woman through um, somebody, well, somebody who works at Cisco introduced me to another woman, and we've both be- become very good friends. And she said, you know what, I figured you out. I think you're actually an introvert who's trained herself to be an extrovert. Um, and that's basically it. I've, I used to be very shy, um, and not really like going out and speaking to people that I didn't know, or, you know, going, um, and doing any public speaking, but,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I've just learned to love it. And I've, I've changed that part about me, but I still need my downtime and my introvert time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I think I'm kind of the same. Like I get a lot of people coming up to me saying, Shiv, you know, you're, you're a loud guy. You're always talking. <laughs> you, you must've been all always like this. And the answer is no. I like, you know, Rewind, six years ago I used to hide in a corner mm. you would never catch me yeah. speaking in front of anyone and, and talking to people or even giving eye contact yeah. and uh, you, you kind of train yourself especially with you know with what you do right now you have yep. to have that yep. sort of um, personality trait right
1: yeah absolutely and what what was it that made you change
0: uh it was a weight loss for me oh, yeah wow. I used to weigh yep. about hundred and forty kilos. Yeah. Uh, wow. So, yeah, big boy, and um, that shied me away from doing a lot of things and speaking to people and feeling confident. So I think yes. after I lost some weight, uh, everything just kind of started falling in line and falling in place.
1: Oh, that's brilliant! Yeah. Wow, what a yeah. change! I would never have guessed that either. After yeah. <laughs> having met you, I thought you would have always been like an outgoing, popular, you know, cat, you know, that uh, sort of character.
0: I think it was. I think I was always. Uh, I, I wouldn't say introvert. I was. I was somewhat of an extrovert. I was halfway,
1: yeah. But I, yeah. it
0: was all a it was a it was a mask that I was wearing, and now it's now it's real. Now I'm you know I like I love to talk to people, hence I'm doing a podcast. But uh, yeah, you know exactly. before I think it was um it was just all kind of a phase and kind of a mask. Now it's now yes. it's all real, which is awesome. But what made you change?
1: Mm. Uh, well, I'll tell you my career background. So I studied business at uni, went traveling and backpacking um, through Central and South America after I finished studying. And I think, you know, being thrown into, you know, one backpacker um, or hostel after another, you know, made me get out of my comfort zone and, you know, start speaking to people from all over the world um, and just, you know, saw the world as as it is much bigger than we kind of um, end up seeing it once we've stayed in the same place for a long time you know growing up um in one city you sort of think that that's that is the world you know mm-hmm. but when you get out of your comfort zone go traveling you meet all these different people and you realize what you know is not the be all end all
0: yep correct mm-hmm. i think so that, uh, yeah you know what i had a couple questions before ollie but let's just jump right into travel because you you did bring up a, be- a big point and and I was actually talking mm. to my sister earlier this morning, and I was telling her how happy I was that I made the move to Australia from Canada, and how much it's yeah. opened up my eyes. And, and, and you're right, we do think that where we're born and grow up, that's the only, that's the only thing we know. But it's so refreshing, yeah. kind of jumping out of that comfort zone and jumping to the other side of the world, which is what you did, and getting to know yeah. different people, getting to know different cultures, immersing yourself in the different cultures. Uh, so yeah. I think that really opens up. But why don't you tell us about yeah. where, you've, where you've traveled to?
1: Yeah, so I was actually born in Papua New Guinea. Um, my parents were working there as expats um, mm-hmm. and then we were, we moved to Fiji um, for a few years. So I started school there,
0: okay.
1: um, went to New Zealand after three or four years in Fiji um, and that's where I did, you know, 10 years at school and you know, I guess my formative years were there um, and uh, in grade 12, I um, decided that I really wanted to move to Australia. And my parents said, yes, absolutely, let's do this. Once you're grown up and finish school, and I thought, you know what, I really don't think that I'll be able to make the friends the way I will if I do grade 12 in Australia. So they said, okay, cool, you get into a school, you can go to boarding school over in, in Australia, um, and then we'll sort of follow over or we'll sell the house, all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found a school um, in Brisbane that had boarding Um one school after the other rejected me because they said, you know, we don't like to bring in new students this late in the game. It's quite disruptive. But there was one school that said, yep, absolutely. Come on over. So I flew over um, without my parents, mm-hmm. got my uniform, got to boarding school, and it was an amazing experience. I met so many cool people through um, through boarding. And um, midway through the year, um, which would have been, you know, what, June July my parents moved over um, so I moved in with them again Um, Mm -hmm. but that sort of you know intensive six months um, gave me the opportunity to get to know a lot of people in Australia Um, from grade 12 I did um, uni here in Brisbane and then I ended up traveling backpacking through Central and South America Um, it was amazing experience I ended up staying in Colombia for about two years Wow. <laughs> Lucky you I um <laughs> I um met a guy over there who had a hostel and he said, you know, it'd be great if we could start a tour company together, you know, you you understand Westerners. Um and, you know, my parents being quite nomadic in their own way, um, were like, Yeah, absolutely, you're young. If you don't do this, you'll never know. What could have been, do it. So I um, you know, had their backing and stayed in Columbia for two years. Um, came back After that two-year stint and have settled down to Brisbane, I guess you know got that travel out of my system, and now just go on you know short holidays here and there.
0: So, so tell me, and just I guess by that story, your parents are extremely supportive. Seems like Mm. so, how much of an impact have your parents had in your life?
1: Oh, massive. Yeah, absolutely massive. Yeah. I'd say my parents are, you know, my best friends now. Um, they've always been incredibly supportive and open-minded. Um, mm-hmm. There's not one single topic that I can't talk about with them, um, you know, from drugs to relationships to alcohol. Um, you know, we have a very close, open relationship.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. I was really happy yeah, when I hear so, that
1: stuff. <laughs> yeah, I you know. It's fortunate and it's definitely um, helped me to have the confidence to take risks so you know going and starting a tour company in Colombia, um you know it was definitely a risk and definitely you know a bit of a wild experience um and they you know backed me so i knew if anything went wrong i could call them they would they would have my back you know and and help me get home or help me get through whatever situation i found myself in so you know in the end that wasn't really the case Uh, but they've always you know encouraged me to start my own business or you know push forward and become Become, um, you know, better than what I am.
0: Yeah. No, that's 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 actually encouraging. to tell, even even mm. listening to that, and because it, 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 it's not always the case, right? I mean, I, personally, I I can't really tell my parents, my mom, everything, right? But yeah. Um, yeah. But I do, you know, I do, and I do have friends that that barely speak to their parents, and then I do have friends that you know are, are also best friends of their parents. So I've seen kind of yeah. all different sides of the spectrum, and it's it's nice to it's nice to know that. You know, your parents are so supportive, and, and they obviously, it seems like they like to jump out of their comfort zone as well, just moving around from yeah. from PNG yeah. to Fiji to New Zealand to Australia.
1: Yeah, right. And, well, I mean, when I was in Colombia, they said, well, maybe we should come and, you know, stay with you for a while in Colombia. I was like, oh, no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure that's a good idea.
1: <laughs> Sometimes a little too open-minded, but yeah, yeah. overall,
0: it's good. <laughs> Holly, tell us tell us what uh, what 10-year-old Holly was like
1: Uh, ten-year-old Holly was horse mad. Um, Mm -hmm. I was like very farmy so we had about five five acres um, in country New Zealand and I was always out any second I could be running around climbing trees riding horses Um, yeah
0: very earthy. Mm -hmm. And where in New Zealand did you grow up? Um, This was
1: Auckland, um, North Shore Auckland yeah yeah so, yeah just really you know happy-go-lucky um, down to earth and just loved being outdoors
0: I have a uh, I have an obsession with Queenstown by the way I know it's south Island, oh. I an obs- oh I have I'm it gonna amazing? retire I'm gonna retire in Queenstown
1: yes it is truly incredible when <laughs> um, when did you first go there
0: uh last year last year oh, wow. November so it's been about a year now and um, yeah. I, I just I'm looking for every excuse to go back I, just, yeah, I, was, I I was gonna go in two way. weeks just for a weekend really but it, it didn't it didn't happen but uh yeah, yeah. You, you know what I felt when I went to New Zealand I felt like it was just not part of Earth I felt like it was, it was so beautiful it was so pure mm. it just yes it's completely different from like you know the, the Brisbane City and the Sydney City and the Toronto City yes. you go out and you see it, just all the nature and the the green and the, yeah. the water just
1: yeah obsessed. it's like a bubble isn't it <laughs> yeah um,
0: literally a bubble.
1: Yeah, everybody's so happy, like, you know, are so estranged from the stresses of the world or, you know, the stresses that we interpret in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so they're just so happy, down to earth, lovely, yeah. It's, the, the, it's people, a, it's a...
0: the people made my trip, I feel. Yeah. You're right. They're yeah. they're, they're happy-go-lucky. They're just – they reminded mm-hmm. me – so I'm from the Caribbean, from Trinidad. They reminded me of, mm-hmm. like, the island lifestyle almost oh, they just yeah. as long as they have you know beer in the fridge food on the table they're happy, they're, they're uh-huh. happy they're healthy they they're, they're the happiest people in the world so i yes. that's 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 that could be my second home and um, you know i'd love to yeah. i'd love to settle in new zealand and uh, that'll be awesome yeah yeah
1: <laughs> but like the shot over jet um in queenstown for example oh multi-million dollar business yes. um you know the owners of that business now have ownership of the river which is you know unheard of you know governments don't sell their natural assets to businesses mm-hmm. um you know so it's not like they're just like away with the fairies smoking the good stuff you know yeah. just you know they're commercially driven as well um yeah. but it's yeah. just in a different sense that they achieve that
0: No, I agree exactly Mm -hmm. and it it, it's just it's just nice I I, I encourage you know every time I speak to my friends and family and they want to come visit me in Australia I say make sure if you're coming all the way to this side of the world go to New Zealand Mm -hmm. it's worth every single penny it's worth every single minute but hey that that's enough Mm -hmm. New Zealand talk because I'm gonna keep going (laughs) but uh, (laughs) listen I want you to I want you to uh, talk about women in digital and how this all started and and I guess why don't you tell everybody what it is
1: yes well, women in digital um, is about empowering women through technology. Mm. So um, we help to empower the next generation of women um, with digital literacy, um, mentoring and you know, networking connections. Um, we have communities in Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, Silicon Valley, Tel Aviv, Israel, and hoping to start one in the UK um, early next year. So, these communities are all about, um, you know, our events. So, we bring together groups of women. We have um, inspirational role models. We have panels of speakers. They'll talk about technical and soft skill development. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we follow it up with online content, helping women to find the resources that they need to fulfill that inspiration that they had, you know, from our events. So, um, for example, you know, we'll have a woman come in and talk about public speaking and get them to... Um, craft their pitch um, and then go around the room and practice their pitch and then afterwards we'll follow up with resources on how they can continue to develop their public speaking skills you know because I think it's it's so critical to have a forum that's kind of fun but also educational so you can develop mm-hmm. those soft skills and it's it, yeah again it's about empowering women with education and technology. Um, so I started women in digital after I got back from Columbia. Yep. So I was over there for two years, came back and, you know, in searching for new roles, I just couldn't really translate that experience, um, you know, to the jobs that I was applying for. So I found myself in digital recruitment and thought it was the worst thing that could have happened to me. Um, it was, you know, it's cutthroat. It's hard. You do a lot of cold calling stuff that it just makes your skin crawl when you think about, yeah. um, yeah. So I, you know, I sort of stuck it out for a year but met incredible people and, you know, gave me great insight to the digital businesses in Brisbane. Um, So one of the women that I met was a senior executive from Deloitte um, and she took a real interest in what I was doing and, you know, started to invite me out for coffee and really – helped me to expand my network change my thinking it was you know it it was this organic development of a mentoring relationship Mm -hmm. Um, she's still my mentor to this day um, an incredible woman and I saw the opportunity or you know the need with the candidates that I met as well for that mentoring relationship you know a lot of the young women who would apply for roles would say, oh, you know, I just, I, I'm, I'm on 48, but if I got a new role, I'd be happy with 45K. And you'd have their male counterpart saying, no, I want 60K.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, and then, you know, there was just this real lack of confidence. There weren't as many women entering the digital and IT industry. So I thought, you know, there is an opportunity for a mentoring program. I built Women in Digital as originally a mentoring program to connect more senior women in the industry with more junior ones. And from there, I um, thought, well, you know, there's also an opportunity for female-friendly events. Yeah. So I started the events and I was saying to somebody last night and they couldn't stop laughing, it was really an ego thing, you know, going like, wow, how big can I grow these events? Yeah. How many people can I get to come along? Yeah. Right. Um, and, you know, that, that momentum just kept me going um, and I've had other people reach out to me and say, I've, loved, I've seen what you've done online, I love your branding, um, I want to open Women in Digital in my city. So that's how we've been able to expand or scale quite quickly, um, just by having a really clear vision and mission, and people wanting to be
0: on board. And I love, I love what you're doing. I love it a lot. And 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 you look at the IT industry, and you know, I've been in the IT industry for for years now. And yeah, you know what? Truth be told, there's not enough women in the IT industry, and that that's no secret. Mm. And I love what you're doing, yeah. and it's, you know, with the equality issues that that women face, and and all of the diversity issues, I think that this is this is needed. And I also feel like it's overdue. Right. I mean, um, it's yeah. it's good that it's it's expanding and I think that uh, if this happened, you know, five years ago, it'd be in a different spot. But this is all a learning experience and a growing experience. So I love what you're doing and yeah. I love seeing the growth. Thank you.
1: Yeah. No. It's um it's really rewarding and you know earlier this year I built an advisory board um, mm-hmm. and that's helped me to sort of take it to the next level. Um, you know, so we're putting together a pledge for 2018 that companies can commit to and say, all right, you know, we're going to commit to these actions that are going to improve our diversity. So it's all in development at the moment, but, you know, exciting things to come. And I definitely have a lot of energy to, you know, keep growing women in digital.
0: Yeah, I, feel, I also feel like this went from like zero to 100 real quick. Like it just, <laughs> it, it just started and it's blowing up and it's growing and expanding. So that's really, really cool yeah. to see. How? What? What was Thank the process you. of of starting it? I mean, how? What about the funding and, and all that? How did that all come together?
1: Oh, basically self funded, but it didn't really cost much to put it all together. You mm-hmm. know, it was the cost of a website, domain registration, and hosting an event. Um, you know, where we sold tickets. So, like Meetup was a great platform for us to start on um, because you can just you know create a group, charge attendees for you know a ticket and then from there we just use the money to um, you know to get going so I think you know it's fortunate in this type of service um, It's you know you don't need much to start if you you basically need time and you need to care about what you're doing or
0: have the passion to do it and and I love what you just said I'm sitting here thinking I'm like you're you know what you're doing you're making it sound so easy you're just like (laughs) oh yeah no I started a website you know bought the domain and and just got it done, sold tickets, and got shit done, right? Like that's amazing. Yeah. And if you think yeah. about it, and and you know, I'm looking at, I, I consider, you know, this podcast was was a dream of mine for months, and I sat on it, and then I decided, I'm like, fuck it, why don't I just create a website? Why don't I just buy yeah. a mic and start recording? And then it came yeah. to something. So it's exactly what you did. You just decided to do something. You put your mind to it, and you've you've achieved it.
1: Yeah. yeah. I you mean if you done. say you don't have time or you don't have money or whatever, you know, you've got these problems in the way. It just I think it often means it's not a priority. Like Correct. if you want it you'll make it happen.
0: And the time piece is it you know it always gets me a bit angry cuz you know every single person in the world has 24 hours a day. Yeah. So yeah. make make time for things that are important. Make time time for working out, make time for, you know, like prioritize yeah. so you can yeah. work on a side business, a little side hustle. Work on yourself because yeah. if you look at it, the nine to five is great, but mm. you know it's what you do, what you do after work or before work. There, you can work on yourself. Yeah, right? so absolutely. Having these no, sorts of critical. hobbies are are critical, exactly.
1: Yeah, and you know it was a great way for me to catch up in my career. I felt like I'd lost those two years or three years um, being over in Colombia. You know, so for me, I had that internal drive, and not everybody does because the. Maybe they have a more linear career path.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's okay. You know, I think it's just about self-awareness and knowing what you're trying to achieve. Um, I think the worst is when you go, oh, I should be doing this, but I actually don't really care. And you end up in this weird guilt cycle. Feeling uh, bad yeah. about something that you don't really want to do, but you feel like you should for societal expectations or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it, you don't necessarily need to have a side hustle if you're not really into that. You don't really care. Um, yeah, and it's you know, not, not for everyone. About it's the like yeah. entrepreneurship
0: isn't isn't for everyone, and, and it can't be because the world would be a completely different space if it was. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly right. Um,
0: so tell me, tell me about some maybe some adversity that you went through while starting Women in Digital.
1: Oh my God, so much. Um, <laughs> I. <laughs> Uh, it's, you know, it has been a real labor of love, taken a lot of time. Um, a real setback was in the early stages, you know, when you're bootstrapping and you're not really thinking about structure, I'm one of those people who just figures it out. Like as I go, I'm not, okay, let's make a plan. Let's do it right. Let's get legal advice. So when I um, brought somebody on board in the early days, um, you know, didn't really have a great contract. I just downloaded one online,
0: yeah. um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, yeah, la- I'm laughing because we're world.
0: we're literally the same people. Like, we're literally the same. <laughs> it's crazy. And,
1: um, yeah, so one of the women who started the chapter in Melbourne, um, she wanted to build a different website and she wanted to use different branding and basically, you know, not stick in line with what women in digital represented. Mm-hmm. And obviously I pushed back on that and she got annoyed and said, okay, well, I'm starting digital, you know, basically – a new sort of twist on what I was already doing. Um, So like hijacked the community, um, you know, that we had built together um, and then, you know, put a different brand on it. So that was really sad. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was really hard to deal with at the time. You know, I was so frustrated because I thought it's just so wrong. Like, you know, but those sort of things you just have to move on from, I guess, you know, thought about, you know, legal you know legal action it's just not really worth it i mean what are you you know what are you going to get out of that it was better for me to just find another sort of chapter lead Mm -hmm. get a stronger contract and move forward
0: well i mean you've obviously learned from that situation right so that that's the thing about adversity there's always something that you learn from it
1: yeah you kind of have to go through it
0: and challenges it's it's a must when you're starting something new but just going going back to what you said like you know, I, I said, I think we're the same people. I I don't dwell on things either. If I want to do something, I just try and do it. Yeah. And I, I get into arguments with friends because, you know, they'll have an idea and they want to research it for six months and then test yeah. it for the for eight months and then maybe yeah. put some more research into it. And I'm like, no, by the end of it, it's a year and a half, yeah. two years of thinking about something. Just go and freaking do it and figure just it out on it. the way. Just yes, do it. Nike's exactly Nike's best right. slogan. Just Just do it. <laughs>
1: 100%. And the other thing that frustrates me is when people are like god like you need to just you need a holiday. And I'm like no I'm actually really good like I'm really <laughs> enjoying all this stuff and they're like no you really I'm worried about you burning out. And you're like pretty sure I'm okay. I think it's just them trying to
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure trying I'm okay to quell
1: guys. Their own <laughs> Quell their own guilt about not having that same drive or something? I don't know.
0: Exactly. Like I don't, you know, it's (laughs) the vacation piece is so funny because I have I have some family telling me, like, you know, you need to stop, like, you're moving, you're moving too quickly. You need to just take a chill pill. I'm like, for what? Like, why? I'm having the best time of my life. I'm the happiest I've ever been. Why do I need to stop? You know, jump on my bandwagon. Let's go. I'll I'll show you how to do these things.
1: No, exactly
0: uh, right. (laughs) That's awesome. That's, so, you know
1: the integration with life and work right I yeah. think that's that's the shift when you're doing what you love all the time as yeah. opposed to going you know you're kind of sucking it up while you're at your job no wonder you don't have energy for anything else
0: yeah and it's funny because so i obviously i work at cisco and and i love i love what i do and i love the challenges and but what i also yeah. love is everything that i do outside you know the podcast speaking yeah. the uh, wrote a book it's coming out in february it's like all oh, of that amazing. stuff, I love. Yeah, yeah, it's coming out. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely send you a copy once it's out. But um, yeah, like those types of things is something that I I love to do. So when I take my weekends and you know mm-hmm. I lock myself in my room, it's not like I'm I'm not torturing myself. I'm actually having a lot of fun doing yeah. these things, and I'm actually yeah. de-stressing from my nine to five. You know, Monday to Friday. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, really no, important, awesome. and I think I think balance is really important. But just speaking about balance, yeah. how do you how do you balance? Because there obviously has to be some sort of, you know, hobbies that you like to do outside of women in digital and outside of digital talent. Yeah, uh, what do you like yeah. to do outside?
1: Um, I think go back to my ten year old self and just get outdoors as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I love going for every week. I have this ritual where I go out to where my parents live. It's kind of in the country. Um, And I'll go for a big run through the bush and it's like a reset. So relaxing, great workout, um, endorphin high. And then I'll go to my parents' place, have dinner. um, And that's, you know, a great way for me to balance myself out. Um, But then, you know, on a day-to-day basis, I just, you know, have to get outside again, go for a bike ride, go for a walk. Um, And also if I'm feeling really burnt out one day, you know, things aren't working at work, I'll just take a day off or just say, you know what, it's Tuesday, I'm not like I'm just going to create more damage with my sass and my irritation by being at work. <laughs> Sassy. I like yeah. it.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, you know, so giving yourself the permission to just have a chill out day as well when you need it.
0: Yeah. No, that, and that's important. That's good.
1: Yeah. What do you do?
0: Oh, what do I do? Um, I think the gym definitely helps me out. So, yeah. I try to go, you know, every morning. Mm. Um, I like to read. So, I'm, a, I'm an avid reader. I like to do that, yeah. uh, and every every any single chance that um, that I get to read, you know, sit down in a quiet spot and read, I will. And yeah. the other is is yeah. talking to people. That's why, like, that's why the shift show started. I mean, I actually enjoy, mm. you know, one on one with you know talking about people, learning more about them, learning about their story. That's actually very you know refreshing and for me. So yeah. Yeah, Thank you for yeah, being absolutely. part of my relaxation this morning.
1: <laughs> oh, awesome. Glad I could help. Yeah. yeah, Podcasting's very relaxing on the other end as well is listening. I mean, I love listening to, it's cliche, but Tim Ferriss. Oh, I um, love or that Or Tony Robbins. Yeah. Um, and my friend just told me about one called My Dad Wrote a Porno.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, that one is, is hilarious. hilarious that, one. <laughs> that one is hilarious. I like those episodes. Yeah. They get a little crazy, but they're uh, they're very, very good. They're very yes, funny.
1: Yeah, good for a lot. Laugh. <laughs>
0: what, uh, what are some of your other passions? I mean, you know, there's there's, there's digital talent, which I'm sure we'll, we'll bring up in the next few minutes. Uh, we yep. the digital. So what other passions, I mean, what other passion projects do you have on the side that you can talk about?
1: Oh, I don't know that I have any other passion projects. I mean, I'm passionate about my family and my relationships, you know, the people in my life mm-hmm. um, and making sure that I make time for them. Um, you know, passionate about personal development. So, you know, taking time out to do public speaking courses mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, recently did a finance course at uni. Nice. Um, yeah, so I, I think, you know, one of my passions would have to be, um, you know, improving myself every day as a person. Um, and then, you know, Digital Talent Co, I love building a business. Um, women in Digital is definitely, you know, more of a philanthropic thing. You know, mm-hmm. we don't make a lot of money through that but it's just great um to have a positive impact on the community Mm -hmm. um but digital talent co you know is is my main focus as far as you know commercial activities and i love building a business you know growing a team getting new clients on board yeah that's that's a real um satisfying sort of i don't know ambition of mine
0: How, how big is your team right now at digital talent
1: so it's three, so okay. me and two others. Yeah. Nice. So early days started about eighteen months ago, mm-hmm. um, and you know it's it's been fun. It was sort of scary to bring on the first employee, um, but now it's it's the best thing that I've ever done because it makes every day more enjoyable to share the highs and lows of you know building a business.
0: So Holly, you're the you're the founder and CEO of two companies. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Like, that's pretty badass. <laughs> how do you feel? I don't know that like, I it think
1: about it. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, it's just what it is. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's, you know, the title for me um, doesn't mean much. It's more about the, the freedom it gives me. So what I'm, what I'm proud of or, you know, what that tells me is that I've put myself in a position where, you know, I'm the one – driving the direction of the businesses Um, but it doesn't make me go yes I'm the boss and I can you know sit back now it just tells me you know you've gotten to where you wanted to be I always dreamt of having my own business
0: Mm -hmm. so you're you're a leader you're a leader that leads from from the front which is which is awesome you know you're right on the line with the with with everyone else so I like that And, and you know in terms of respect for leaders that's the kind of leader that you want Right. And I'm yeah. sure that everyone – if, if I was to ask everybody that you work with, they'll, they'll tell me the exact same thing. So that's –
1: Oh, that's nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean I've I've been told that, you know, you should really – you shouldn't be in the doing part of the business. You know, you should be working on the business. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, in the first five years, you have to be – you know on the business in the business oh, of course. Um, and then have those those opportunities to step back and then you know look at the bigger picture but you can't remove yourself from all the tasks and just think all right I'll just build a team and every, everything's just going to happen for me
0: can i ask you this question so you know when mm-hmm. i started the so i have Shivrad podcast a couple of other things coming up i was really confused because you know all my life i've i've had a job i've had a boss manager director now all of a sudden I'm my own boss, and mm. you know for for a while there I was confused. Someone would ask me if I can do something, and I, I didn't know what to answer. And then I forgot. I'm like I'm making the rules, so I can I can make the rules. I can break the rules. I can do whatever mm. the hell I want. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> in, in terms of starting these companies, I mean, did you ever look for direction? I mean, did is this something you go to your mentors for when starting a oh, company? Oh, hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'll always go to my mentors or, you know, have a chat to my friends or, you know, close family about, you know, what their thoughts are on something. Um, and so I just take a little bit from everyone and then make make a decision on what I think is best, because, you know, I, generally your gut feeling or, your you know, that that core drive is correct. But it's good to mm-hmm. kind of sound it out and get different people's perspectives. Um and, you know, I, I think it's important I also ask, you know, my team or candidates or, you know, pretty much everybody what they think on something um, so that you get a bit of a 360 feedback loop, um, yeah. you know, because, uh, yeah, I just don't think direction from the top and the top only is, is ever effective.
0: What What about success? So what, what does success mean for Holly? When, when will Holly be successful? Or have you already reached um, success? And I, I feel like it's already, it's it's ongoing. At least it is for me. Yeah. Than, yeah. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think it's ongoing, definitely. You know, I have things that I have success in, um, but ultimate success. Um, yeah, I think ultimate success for me would be, you know, Happily married, great business, couple of kids, um, and, uh, you know, I know that I'll continue to work no matter what stage of my life I'm mm. at. But, you know, I think that would be successful. success when I've sort of nailed all those different areas in my life and, you know, feel feel like I have the freedom to continue uh, running my own business.
0: I love that. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. How, how it's not you... easy. I think, you know, that's something women really struggle with is juggling,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, family and business. Um and so you know that there definitely needs to be more support from corporates for that you know give you know, flexible work is just so critical to allowing mm-hmm. women to continue to be part of the workforce but also you know take that natural responsibility as you know in a family and take time out of
0: the workforce yep yep agreed mm. how do you how do you stay yeah. so so positive you seem like you're you're positive all the time, and and you did mention before that you need you always need some alone time. Is that is that how you kind of recharge? And you know how do you yeah. how do you keep the positivity at a at a high?
1: Um, I think it's about the people that you surround yourself with. So I've got a lot Love of that. ambitious, positive people around me, mm-hmm. um, and you know. Time after time, you see that saying, and it's so true. You are the the um, sum of the people, five people you spend most time with. Yeah. Um, so I think you know, constantly not culling people, but you know, assessing how much of a positive impact they have on your life, and making sure that you're investing time in the right relationships.
0: Correct, correct. And and it's mm. funny because I did. It was probably about six months ago. I did a kind of a reshuffle of people I hung around mm. with, and it's not like I cut them out of my life, but I definitely decrease the time that I spent with them and I spent more time with positive people that were putting me, you know, on the right trajectory um, Yeah. That, that had a positive impact in my life and it it changed yeah. literally changed my life
1: wow it that's literally amazing. changed my life that's yeah that's so good and what I love about you know what you and I do is that we meet so many people so you do have the opportunity to build new relationships and new friendships and um yeah get exposure to all these amazing ideas and energy um that's out there
0: exactly and it it, you know energy i think that's a key word
1: that is because you could
0: feel the energy in the room when you walk in you know you could could feel the energy of some talking to someone it's just there absolutely so energy is is key critical yes what would what would you say you're most proud of so far uh
1: that's a tricky one um I am most proud of – well, a couple, last year we sponsored a hackathon in um, Bangladesh for Women in Digital Bangladesh. Oh, nice. Um, yes. Yeah, so Women in Digital Bangladesh um, help to empower women through education. Um, basically, they'll take girls from high school and university and um, yeah, also, I guess, you know, women in underprivileged situations where they may be doing unskilled labour and they will – almost you know train them sort of give them the scholarship for training education and then to help them become programmers or testers um, and then that organization is then funded through the clients worldwide that use their services um, so we sponsored a hackathon for them mm-hmm. um, so got on Skype at the start had like a pitch kind of you know about women in digital and why it's important and you know the exciting career paths that lie ahead um, and donated prize money um, so yeah, I'm incredibly proud of doing stuff like that where it has real impact. You know, those sort of um, educational opportunities are truly life changing.
0: Yeah, agreed. Yeah. That's awesome. And how many how many women were involved in that hackathon?
1: I think it was about eighty. Eight zero eighty.
0: So eighty, yeah, Whoa. yeah.
1: So, yeah, I'll send you. Um, I'll send you some articles about it because it was one of the first in the country um and you know gov- the government ended up getting behind it and you know they they had amazing traction in the community so the woman who started it, Nilla um uh, you know she was previously a developer with um some large offshore software companies like for microsoft or you know um, sap or whatever mm-hmm. um and she found that you know she she was one of the best but she would ask for promotions or pay rises and they would just say to her, but you're a woman, like, what do you need more money for? You're not the breadwinner. Or, you know, how can you, how can we expect you to stay here overnight? Like, we could never, you know, if there was a project that needed to be delivered, you, you could never do it. Ah. Um, so, you know, that sort of just a blind discrimination, um, you know, drove her to start the organization. And so, you know, her passion um, is now getting recognized and, mm-hmm. you know, by the powers that, that, you know, have the ability to change things.
0: That is amazing.
1: And yeah. I mean, look at the people yeah. you're
0: surrounding yourself with, and the, the context you've you've made. Just a bunch of yeah. superheroes, I feel, including yourself. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Seriously, it's so
1: inspiring. It really is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen. You know, I I know we're, we're kind of running out of time here. One last question for you. Yeah. And um, this would be more of the the message that you want to give to people. So, in terms of younger men and women you know, out there listening, what sort of advice would you give to them?
1: To equip themselves with as much digital literacy and education as they possibly can. I don't think there's one field or one role that won't be affected by digital. Um, So, you know, in my opinion, it's important to kind of equip yourself with that knowledge um, so that you can remain competitive in the workforce. Um, I don't want to be a bit doomsday, but, you know, I am, sort of you know a bit scared about how the workforce is going to change Mm -hmm. um and it's not to say that you know people won't have jobs or robots are going to take our jobs it'll just be do you have the skills to manage the robot or you know do you have the skills that are gonna um keep you employed um in
0: the future so
1: i would just say you know education is becoming more and more important and take advantage of what you can
0: i love that I love that. Holly, listen, thank you so much for, for joining this podcast today. I think it was awesome. Your un- authenticity showed throughout the, every single minute, which is awesome. So uh, oh, thank, thank you. you very much.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. Such a pleasure to chat and um, look forward to catching up next time.
0: Yeah, just quickly, how can people reach out to you and get in contact with you if they need to?
1: Uh, I jump onto um, my Women in Digital website, org. Um, there's a contact um, page there. It's got all my details. Um, but otherwise, holly at womenindigital.org.
0: Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you very That's much, it. Holly. That's Holly, everyone.
1: Awesome. Great Thanks, start for the day. Have a Cheers. good
0: one. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you missed anything, do not worry. Log on to shivrad.com. That's S-H-I-V-R-A-D.com to listen to this podcast again. Check out the other episodes. And of course, check out the blog. Thanks, everyone. Until next time.